Welcome to an experience far from others. An audio medium unlike anything you've ever heard before. The pinnacle of sound experience. Jacked and canned. Featuring John Tessman and Colby Tyler. A place where you will get the information you crave and hear about the topics that you love. Presented by themselves. Coming to you from the basement, bar, and the bedroom. Sponsored by no one. Jack and Canned. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Jack and Canned. John, how are we doing tonight? Doing good, doing good. Chilling with the kitty over here. Minnie keeps uh, jumping up on the keyboard. She's playing Wagon Wheel in between our Sports Roundtable and the Jackson Can Show. So Sports Roundtable, I was terrified because I'm hearing these noises outside. Then I'm getting Minnie jumping up here. And all of a sudden, Wagon Wheel's starting to play. Kolbs, I don't know who's in for me. I don't know if it's because I called Casper the unfriendly ghost the other day. I don't know if he's coming at me. I don't know exactly what's going on, but I'm feeling a little paranormal activity vibes. I might need some help, Bubs. Woo. How you doing? Yeah, uh, in all seriousness, John, I did hear the screeching outside. I don't know if the audience will hear it, but as you were quiet there, uh, it was about probably about a minute and a half into the show in the round table. There is absolutely an animal being brutalized somewhere in the background of John's establishment. Yeah, which is kind of terrifying. Because I did not expect that. You know how it goes, Cobes. Well, no, no. Cobes does not know how it goes because he's willing to fight anything and everything, no matter if it's a freaking lizard to a, I don't know. What the hell is that damn thing called? What, what, uh, what do you think I got against lizards? I like lizards. So you wouldn't fight a lizard. What about I a mean, gig- if it's trying If it's trying to attack me, yeah. But, I mean, it's a lizard. What about a gigantic lizard? Like, uh... What is that Komodo thing called? dragon? No, like a gigantic, uh, what the hell's that thing called? A gargoyle, not a, a Garzilla, a Godzilla, <laughs> a Garzilla. You, you struggled at Godzilla? <laughs> <laughs> Would you try to wrestle Godzilla if the world is on your shoulders? Are you wrestling Godzilla? Well, if I can pick up the whole planet and move it by myself, I'm pretty sure that I can take Godzilla. Godzilla, you heard that. If you exist, I mean, stay away for now. Otherwise, we're all doomed. But Coles <laughs> will be our savior. It'll be a new movie. Actually, Jackson Can Studios is going to bring you Gold's vs. Godzilla. <laughs> God, I'd hate to see that production value. It'll just be you, ladies and gents, you know, green costume. It'll be. Oh, we need to get um <laughs> uh, the Green Bastard. That'll be the Green Bastard from Triller Park yes. Boys. <laughs> Kolbs versus the Green Bastard. I wonder who would win because Kolbs is always looking for some new challenges in the MMA world. Green Bastard, if you hear us, you got a challenge here with Jackson Canned. So bring him on season fourteen of Trailer Park Boys. Kolbs will fight you. So John, <laughs> have you have you ever heard of uh, Randy Moeller? His uh, his hockey goal calls. Not at all, and I'm hoping they're like soccer. Please tell me they are. So, no, no, no. They're different from anything else that you'll hear. Um, Now, this is for the audience, too. I figured you probably hadn't heard it, but I wanted to at least give you this as something to look at after we're done here. And I suggest that the audience do the same, because this dude has the funniest damn goal calls in the world. 
So what he does is he'll take something from like a, uh, he'll take a line from a movie or something along those lines and utilize that as his goal call. So you'll hear him. He, uh, he's the Florida Panthers play-by-play guy. And <laughs> you'll get something where, uh, you know, he goes back a little way. So it'll be like Bo Meester shoots. He scores! Make me a bicycle clown! And <laughs> it, it, like, they're all, what I found is that they got to be, the, the best ones are the ones that still require the same energy. Like the line in the movie was something that was loud, like Ma the Meatloaf. Like yeah. that one works, but it also, it, it can't be related to hockey. So like he does one where it's, he shoots, he scores. I'm the king of the world. And it's like, well, I mean, that actually kind of sounds like something you might hear. So I don't really care much for that one, but I think my favorite, <laughs> he's got one that's, he shoots, he scores. Give me back my son. <laughs> Colts. The only thing I have for you right there, man, is. Why do you sound like the host from SpongeBob? Oh, he lives in a pineapple under the sea. You did the voice perfect, man. It's my Randy no, Moeller voice. It, it probably is him doing it. We're gonna have to look up for the look up the uh, voiceover work and see if he was the artist behind the scenes for that. Coles, sports needs more entertainment. They need more announcers like that. Like, just I, I'm pretty sure like everybody would watch a baseball game. If the announcer was like a real life Brockmire, like it was a dude in the freaking thing, just having a full out. Who, um, who's the guy that does the, the Yankees radio call and has been uh, John, um, uh, John Sterling Sterling. That's it. If, if he was doing shit like that, that would be hilarious. Could you imagine like other than his just classics of, Oh, an A-bomb from A-Rod and you know, <laughs> all that kind of shit. If he came out there and just said something funny as hell every time there was a home run hit, I would be more apt to watch baseball. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> Judge, is it deep into right field? It's going, it's going, it's gone. Give me back my son. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like something wild like that. Like people would tune in and be like, wait, what did I just hear? I like this. I like this. And you know, the players would get behind it too. Oh, you have to. I mean, that's fun. <laughs> we need more of that. Like, like you said, the, the most fun that I have for the most part is A, in football, watching with Tony Romo, because I feel like Tony Romo sitting on my couch hanging out with me. And so in the NBA, I've got three. Actually, I got three things in the NBA. Kevin Harlan, who also does football, but he is just great. Like he'll randomly do reads with like an inspired taste. Like I remember there was one years back for Burger King was advertising their angry Whopper. Yeah. And he's like, you know, most of the time you'd say, and Burger King with the new angry Whopper. No, he comes out there. Burger King introducing the angry Whopper. <laughs> There's a big difference. Big yeah, difference. And like he did a call for a cat running onto a football field of like, <laughs> and the cat's coming across the 20. No, he's back now to the 25. Breaks into the end zone. Touchdown. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen that. That is that is pure content. He gold. also did like, one for a dude streaking on the field one time. He's drunk. He's an idiot. <laughs> oh, my God. Did he really? Yeah, he did a full call for it. And he's brought down just shy of the goal line. <laughs> for, for our listeners that don't pay attention to us, what's the name again of this person? <laughs> His name is Kevin Harlan. 
How do we spell the last name? H-A-R-L-A-N. He, right. He's one of my joys in basketball. You always get the classic Mike Breen. Three-pointer bang! That's <laughs> that's always a good go-to. And uh, the other one for me is always just Jeff Van Gundy being just a cranky old man. I love Jeff Van Gundy. And I I agree with maybe half and half of what he says. Like, there's a lot of times when I'm like, no, dude, it's a foul. And he he doesn't believe that anything's a foul. Yeah, like you you could tell me, you could show me a replay of a dude full blown just winding up and kicking a dude in the nuts. And he's like, no, it's just basketball. <laughs> but I love that he's just a cranky old man all the time. I will always be here for Jeff Van Gundy being a cranky old man watching NBA games. Hell yeah. I need to see that more too. So I'm going to have to start tuning in just for that, or at least the highlight reels of the announcer. So I'm telling you, the NBA's got good announcers. And, you know, they they always do uh, the other thing that a lot of people like, even though I like it, but it's not really different. But uh, Mark Jackson always has the mama. There goes that man. And it's always, you know, most of the time done when somebody swoops through and just blast a dunk down on somebody. But uh, that, that's always a good one. But that one's not really different. It, it is comparative to everybody else. And it's a great thing. I love that he has his thing. But it's not as fun to me. It's like the Randy Moeller calls or Kevin Harlan really taking the angry whopper promotion seriously. Like that stuff is so much better than what you get in average day to day sports. Uh-huh. But basketball's really got that down, man. The NBA has that. So, John, moving over to a different subject here. Yeah. So I've been like really into evolution stuff right i keep re-watching these shows. wait a minute wait a minute evolution the wwe faction with randy orton and triple h and <laughs> nature flair. boy rick flair and <laughs> batista for a little while batista uh, for a little while is that what you're talking about uh no it is not but oh that that okay. was a good that was a good callback i i needed that mm-hmm. so um like evolution of life and animals and like what life was and the planet was like before dinosaurs and then during the time of the dinosaurs and then what was between the dinosaurs and us and from our earliest ancestors walking and making travels alongside of the mammoths and you know stuff like that i find all that super interesting and i also then find the mass extinction events that ended all of those life forms And so as I've been watching all this stuff and I've watched it back and back again, and I I will give the history channel, the, uh, the credit here, I will give them the shout out walking with monsters is awesome. Walking with dinosaurs is awesome. Walking with beasts is awesome. All that shit's fun. I love it. It is boring, stuffy television, but I can't get enough of it. Like you can go to sleep watching it. If you're not into it, I am sitting there like a crackhead at three in the morning just consuming more and more of this because I can't get enough. And as I keep watching these shows and I'm on like my fourth cycle watching it back at this point, but I was thinking to myself, I'm like, so what is the next top predator of the world? Well, right now it's clearly us. Okay. That makes sense. That for sure. Human, us. Yeah. Humans are because we, we have mastered this world. And we've done so because we've exceeded a certain brain capacity to know that we're smarter than everything else. So we can find a way or build something to contain any animal in this world. Now, we hope we hope. Well, my thought is, what's what's whatever that creature was outside now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 
my thought is what years from now is going to be the next creature. And to be honest, like I have no idea because evolution works in strange ways. Like our, some of our earliest ancestors, like at one point, John, the closest thing that could be traced to us was a fish. At one point, the closest thing that could be traced to us during the time of the dinosaurs is these little mammal creatures that burrowed under the ground. They they were like the first things that lived kind of the way that we do. Now, I don't know what the next evolution is, but I also thought what's going to be the mass extinction event, right? Because for the dinosaurs, it was an asteroid that collided with Earth for what was the 90% destruction of all life on Earth before that. It was more so that the planet just totally dried up and there was no more food for those animals. And then I thought about what ours might be. And God damn it, John, is it going to be ourselves? (laughs) very well could be i'm thinking about it i'm like you know what i i think the thing that ruins life for us and moves on to the next mass extinction event is us just doing it to ourselves and i don't know in what form yet there's a million different ways this shit can happen a million (laughs) and i just can't get past that i'm like i don't think it's going to be some supernatural thing (laughs) i really don't i think it's living right here already it's it, it, like you said, it could be a million different things. It could be a certain kind of food that wipes us out, a virus, a sickness, a, a freaking world war. Did you did you know as uh, bees are becoming more and more endangered that like one in three things that we eat are basically supplied via what bees are able to do in their day to day life? Like if there's no bees, we lose like a ton of our foods that we eat. <laughs> what? And I also, if I'm not mistaken, I heard the beer was part of that. And now I have a problem. Okay, yeah. The bees need to stick around. Ladies <laughs> like, and gents, get a bee farm, please. I, I am selfish enough to admit that it, after like another 70 years, when I know for sure I'm not going to be here anymore, I just need the supply to last that long. I can I can admit <laughs> that I'm selfish enough to say it that way. Like, I, I just need my life to be good. And I know that there's a lot of people that'll hear that and they'll be like, what an asshole. And that's fine. But yeah, I, I need bees to stick around for like another good 70 years. So whatever we got to do to do that, you know, free the bees, just not anywhere near me, because I'm telling you, I will knock them MFers out with the flip flop right now. It's game over. I know I'm the biggest hypocrite when it comes to this, because I literally walk around with a flip flop in the summertime, just waiting for bees to just knock them right down to the ground and end them. But I'm here on their behalf because I need them. (laughs) So, ladies and gents, little uh, open dialogue here. So when it was this past, I think it was this past year for Halloween season, right? We went over to the brewery and the bees were attacking us and the Sam's October. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) So. I'm not sure if we already mentioned this on the podcast or not, but Kolbs protected everyone from the bees. So these wild and crazy bees were swarming around and ready to attack us or ready just to enjoy our Sam summer. No, not Sam's summer, the October they were blood fest. drunk, John. Yes, they were getting all sorts of drunk on the Sam's Oktoberfest. If it wasn't for Kolbs, I'm pretty sure... Those bees would have been drunk, and we don't want drunk bees going around just stinging people randomly. We got well, enough. Have you drunk ever noticed they dive straight people. into the beer? Like they will just like head dive right into a beer glass. It's like, dude, there's something about bees in Sam's Oktoberfest, and and I don't know if it's just 
what is it, the salt along the rim or whatever the hell they put on that drink. I think it's the beer in general. Whatever's yeah, drawing them the in. Beer because I just get coarse light. Yeah, true. It is just the beer. They weren't going after Coors Light, were they? Yeah. I, I've literally gone to launch and all of a sudden I see a bee and it just swan dives into my beer. Oh, well. Damn it. What the hell's up with bees and beer then? I uh, guess they, they love the beer. beer. I don't I don't understand it. I don't know what in the, I've heard that it might be the sugars. I mean, it could be a million things. I don't know. All I know is I need to stay out of my damn beer. Yes, please. We just need the only thing I want to hear. I don't know. I, I can't. I'm terrified of bees, man. I, I don't think I've ever been stung. I don't want to be stung. I better knock on wood. <laughs> Hopefully it don't happen, Colbs. Have you ever been stung by a bee? Yeah. Yep. Did you have then, a reaction? Uh, yeah. So I, I got stung on my arm one time when I lived in Florida. Although I think I actually got bit by a wasp in Florida. I don't think that that was, uh, I don't think those were like bees. I think that was wasps. But um, I have been stung by a bee right on my bleeping face. Um, one time I was at, I don't remember what it was. It was some family function I was at in, I think, Newington. And um, right. I was going to be watching the uh, the Waterbury Toys R Us for the next couple of days. And I remember I stepped away to go take a phone call from the store manager of the Waterbury store uh, so that he could just kind of run me through what I was doing for him because I was just working like uh I was just being the opening manager for two days in uh, in a different store that I hadn't worked at, and I didn't have a connection to any of the people there. So he just gave me a call, kind of told me, hey, I just need you to open the store, BMOD for the first few hours. You know, we were talking. I hang up the phone, I start walking back, and a bee just dives right into my beard, right on my chin, stings me, dead ass on my chin. Oh. And then what it looked like for the next couple of days is it just looked like I hadn't shaved one or oh. like I hadn't trimmed one part of my beard and <laughs> I had trimmed the rest of it because it was just poking out further. So my hair just appeared to be longer, but it was just because the skin was having a reaction underneath. But yeah, the thing burrowed itself right in and just took a sting. Naturally, I swatted it right there on my face. I'm like, what's it going to do? It can't even sting me a second time if it wanted to. True. So you're already, what does it feel like? Does it feel like a needle, like a shot? You've never been doctor? stung by a bee? I don't think so, dude. Um, I mean, it's kind of, have you ever been bitten by a fire ant? Yes. It, it, it feels pretty similar to that. Fire ants are brutal, especially in Florida. I never want to experience that ever again. Oh, dude. One time, as you know, John, I grew up down there and there was one time I had left a shirt outside overnight and I went outside and I put that shirt on, not thinking twice about it. I got bit by 27 of them things. Oh, that was oh, saucy. I'm sure you were not walking right for quite a while after that one. No, I was walking fine. I mean, they bit me on my torso and on my, on my feet. Still, man, those things are freaking irritating. What happened to you with that? Did you have any sort of reaction? Oh, I mean, yeah, you know how it goes. It's like, uh, it almost looks like if you like pop a blister and then you rub it, it kind of looks like that when a fire ant bites you. It's, it's kind of blistery there. There's, I, I don't know if they have like a venom or what it is, but they, they got something that definitely makes a mark on your skin. It's, it's not just like a mosquito bite where you get like a little bump and there's like a little swelling around it. It's, it's almost like it gets in under the skin a little bit. It, it's a little bit different, but yeah, fire ants suck. Yeah. Big time. 
big freaking time, man. I'm not a fan of those. Kilbs, did I ever share my experience when I was in Florida on the uh, lake or pond, whatever the heck the thing was, and I went into a little paddle boat and I ended up capsizing in the paddle boat and I flipped out? No, John, whatever, I, I was going to stop you in the middle of that, whatever this is. No, you have not told me because I have never heard of a story of you in Florida outside of that one time that you went to Miami for like a second right before you were on a cruise. Fair enough. So that's going to be what my segment is when you're cracking a cold one with Culp. So ladies and gentlemen, make sure to stick around. Culp, you better to get ready to go run and go grab a beer, dude, because the timer's <laughs> going to start kicking up born very, ready, baby. very soon. Culp, let the audience... Let's let you see you run away. Let's let's test your 40 time. Ready, set, go, Colbs, go get your beer. Welcome back. And now it's time for cracking a cold one with Colbs. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Cracking a Cold One with Colbs. This is the segment where I drink a beer. Yes, that gentleman right there. And John is going to tell you uh, apparently a story about when he was in Florida and capsized on a paddle boat. So I went into this paddle boat with me and my uncle, right? And here I am probably, what, 15, 16 at the time. I go in, in a paddle boat, it's very difficult, Colbs. You got to balance it the right way. So when one person gets in, you can't put too much weight on the same side. Well, me, not really... Wanting to go in the paddle boat, knowing that there's gators in here because I saw them. I had I wanted nothing to do with this. Nothing. So I panic stepped and I ended up falling in. <laughs> so here I am grasping my life, like everything I have, all my power in my body to pull myself up on the deck, but I just can't do it. And now I start freaking out that the gator's gonna eat me. And I notice when I look up on the deck, my uncle's laughing, everybody's laughing and stuff. And I'm just like, help, help. So finally, they helped me, got up. I was soaked. It was horrible. I was walking through because all my shoes were just completely destroyed. So I took my shoes off and I didn't realize that there was fire ants in Florida. So I ended up stepping on one of those. freaking <laughs> things. It was a double whammy, dude. No to the thank you. Thank God the gator didn't get me didn't get us um it was brutal they actually had to go out with a different paddle boat and go rescue that paddle boat because it flipped over and it just went out into the middle of like this little island kind of thing and they grabbed it and that was the end of that story Colbs. me and water and animals do not mix well i dude john i will tell you it's funny as you tell me that story so in florida we all realize that there's gators everywhere. You just, you live alongside the gator. So it's not shocking to me that your family was just laughing at you while you fell in there because we did that stuff all the time. Like we were always around ponds and you'd see a gator was there, but gator gators ain't usually going to bother you. Now you did run into into the real threat, John. That's the fire ants (laughs) because those things are coming right for you and they're here to take your shit. Like that's exactly what fire ants do. They're like, oh, foot, mine. Yeah, they did not play around whatsoever. Those fire ants, they wanted me and I, I didn't want any part of them. So I hate Florida because of the gators and the fire ants. I like it. NASA, uh, pretty cool. 
what the heck else have they got over there? Uh, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. That's pretty cool. Hard Rock Cafe. That's cool. What else is cool in Florida? Um, Gators. Yeah, that's that's pretty much about it, Colbs. Tin Roof in Orlando. That's a cool place. Gators, man. They're just puppies <laughs> in the pond. I know. Oh, t- you, puppies in the pond with, yeah, well, very sharp teeth. Scary teeth. So maybe yeah, they're the I mean, pit you, bulls you can in play the games with them and stuff, though. Are there people actually training gators out there? Well, what we used to do, we would go to a park where, oddly enough, somebody was uh, just killed by a gator a few weeks back. No. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we talked about it on here. I know, so, but no, meaning like, no, don't. <laughs> <laughs> We, we would go down there and you would take things like marshmallows and the gator would just keep eating the marshmallows. And then you'd start throwing like golf balls and they'd just eat the golf balls. And then you just start like finding random stuff, throw a stick down there. They're catching that in their mouth and eating it too. If you can find like a, like a scrap of a license plate or something, you throw that at it, just eats it. So ga- gators are cool. You gotta, you gotta be able to play the, the right games with the gators just not you know they evidently don't really like frisbee golf uh i would not suggest playing frisbee golf with a gator no um i wouldn't suggest playing tag they uh they tend to be better at it than you um more aggressive so i wouldn't play tag with the gator and uh other than that i mean hide and seek's not a bad game to play with the gator they're pretty good at hiding they're pretty good at seeking uh depending on how good you are at it you know that's that's probably where that should go yeah, no, I still have no desire for any of that, Colbs. Dude, we need to change this topic because I'm going to get freaked out. I'm already hearing animal noises <laughs> you live, outside. You live 1,500 miles from the nearest gator. What, what are you doing? <laughs> that I know of. There might be a hybrid creature outside yeah, there's, there's right now. snow gator out there somewhere. Oh, Jesus, that sounds terrifying. Colbs, what the hell is the crack in a cold one segment about? So as uh, as John knows, and I don't know if the audience knows this, but I am now working. Yeah, I guess they wouldn't. I'm now working overnights. So for me, this is one of my nights off. And I am uh, I've only been up for about four and a half hours. So that's uh, that's to give you a little bit of a timeline. It is currently 10 p.m. I woke up a little after 530. Now, the reason that I bring that up first is that I had my dishwasher go to shit, as I told you and Aaron last week, and uh, they had to set up the installation date with me. So I set it up for Monday because that was what they had available for the most part. I was trying to do it for a day that I was off, but they don't come this way on my days off. And I thought about doing it on a Tuesday when Michelle's home, but they didn't have one available anytime soon. And I was like, you know what? I'll just, what, what do you have open Monday? Cool. Let's do a Monday. So Monday, John, I will have worked Sunday night. I will be getting out of here and I have to get up early for softball to begin with. I don't know when it, they can't really give like a timeline of when they're going to be here. So I might just full blown, not sleep Monday. What? And I'm, not really happy about it, but they're coming to install my dishwasher sometime on Monday. And uh, I are don't you going to get a call? Can't you just crank up your ringtone and use one of those wild ones and hook it up to the TV where it literally shakes your whole house? <laughs> John, that ain't going to wake me. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like you should know this by now. There's no waking me once I sleep. I, I wake up on my own accord. Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Pass out with the door. 
open. Just pass out right there. <laughs> so that way know, there's no other choice. Go ahead and do the dishwasher thing. And then leave. Yeah. Like literally leave a note on the door and <laughs> just say, please open the door and shake me. To they're walking. Oh, they're like walking on top of me and shit, bringing in and out the the new and the old dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> shake me to wake me. I like that saying. Shake me to wake me. Uh, that John, John, I don't think that that really wakes me. The the best way to try to wake me if I'm asleep is to like gently, like with like a like four fingers, like caress like my back or my arm. Well, I'd love that even more if you wrote that on a note. Gently caress your <laughs> Gently caress down me. my back. <laughs> yeah. Gently run your me. fingers down my back to right down my spine, please. You could end up getting yourself in a lot of trouble, though. You go over there and it's a female appliance technician coming over to your thing. That sounds like how a lot of those X-rated movies end up starting, Colbs. It does. I don't know. It does kind of start like the beginning of a terrible porn. Well, you could be the Maytag man. You'll be the legit Maytag. <laughs> it's got a jingle to it. I'm going to be rooting for it. Colbs, pass out at the door. Pass out at the door, please. <laughs> with a little note that says gently caress my back. Yeah, and just roll with it. I mean, hey, let's <laughs> let's face it. It's probably going to be a guy. And if the guy does it, the story's even better. <laughs> oh, that that would be, <laughs> that would be a hell of a wake up. Could you imagine a wake up and be like, "Oh, hey, babe. Oh, you're here for the dishwasher. <laughs> All right, thanks, thanks, man. I appreciate you." <laughs> they just use you as a freaking uh, tool to just lift up the old dishwasher. You're still not waking up. So, like, yeah, just grab his body. I, you know, John, I could lift a dishwasher in my sleep. That's <laughs> that's the thing. They might be able to utilize that. That's what I mean. So, I'll be doing sleep labor. Hey, if you if you if you get caught in uh, I don't know sleepwalker mode, you're gonna be a big time help. <laughs> well, hopefully, but uh. Yeah, so I got that going on. And John, while I bring that up, I'll give you the softball update of the week. So last week, obviously, I um I worked overnight, or I you know what? That was yeah, that was after the first night of my overnights. So I wake up kind of cranky, get to the field, throwing the ball around a little. By the way, softball is a great thing to do when you first wake up because it does wake you up pretty well. I didn't need a Red Bull or anything that night. I was set and ready to go. So I uh, I play softball, and this was like the lowest scoring game of softball that's ever existed. But we end up losing walk-off fashion, walk-off single, eight to seven, which in softball, that's basically like a, like a two-to-one game, if that. It might, it might be more close to a one nothing game. That's so, a heartbreaker. Yeah, usually usually we're in the teens or twenties. Uh, yeah, we we put up seven. So defense played really good. They uh they just happened. Uh, they they got somebody on third pretty early on uh, with one out. So the plan was hopefully they ground into a double and we can get out of this inning, go to extra innings. Which granted, if that was going to be the case. That was not going to be good for me because my game's at 7.30. I go to work at 9. I'm like, this shit needs to wrap up. <laughs> like, I was almost rooting for them to hit the walk-off because otherwise, like, I was either going to have to leave or I was going to have to be late for work. And I didn't know which I was going to choose, honestly. I'm like, I 
might might just go in late. I don't know. Might leave the game. I don't know. I honestly I don't know what I was gonna do. So this week it's gonna be like 30 minutes earlier game time start because there's a makeup game. So they have to get four games in. So we're gonna be at seven, not seven thirty. So I know that I'll be good on time this week. We're currently three and five. Last game I went one for four. My first hit was a beauty. Perfect liner right over third base. Just beautiful. I was like, oh, cool. I can just wake up and swing the bat. Nope. The uh, the second one, I grounded out. The uh, third one, I was like, okay, I've hit it in the same spot twice. Let me mix this up. So I, I shot it to the outfield, but that shit was just a fly out. There wasn't anything good to that. And then the uh, the fourth one, I went back to the basics and I grounded out again. So a little bit of a disappointing uh, go for me. But this next week here, I don't remember who we play, but I think it's another team that's somewhere in the middle of the pack like us. So we we got a shot there. I'm happy with the 7 o'clock start over the 7.30, although I got to make sure that I'm like up at 5. <laughs> so, And that that's the thing, John, with this dishwasher install. I don't know if this is going to happen at 8 a.m., 2 p.m., 5 p.m. I don't know when this is going to be. So I like they they just best not show up like – at six because I'm going to have to be like, no, I got to, I got to reschedule. Like this, is, this isn't going to work. I got softball. Like Nate, <laughs> Nate's on his way to pick me up and I'm not telling Nate, leave me behind. Yeah. Fair enough, man. Freaking softball updates. So one for four. So what are you hitting on the season? Are you keeping your statistical no. average? No, I have not been keeping my, my average. Although John, I will tell you, there's nobody in this league that hits like, well, actually, there is one team that does. But for the most part, there is nobody in this league that hits like what actual baseball numbers would be. We're all above that. Like our on base percentage is all pretty good because we're all pretty smart, too. We don't just swing at the first pitch if it's not a good pitch. We'll, we'll sit there and take walks. Like if you're playing a team that doesn't have a good pitcher, just take the balls. Yeah, makes the game last forever, but it's fine. Tell you get the W. True. Now, I will admit, I was swinging last game because I'm like, this game needs to get over. I'm going to put this ball somewhere, but it's going somewhere. I think I took one pitch throughout the course of that game. And uh, that's usually not my style. I won't be doing that this next week. But the following three weeks, I'm pretty sure my games are all at 730 again. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be swinging. I'm going to be cra- I noticed, too, I am cranky as shit at these softball games when I'm like fresh awake, everybody's like, Oh, Hey Colby, how's it going? I'm like, yeah, I'm here. I'm like, <laughs> like it's, it's just a shock to the system to start off your day that way. But, uh, John, I wanted to tell you about my Facebook memories. You know how you get those, you, you go on Facebook and it tells you, Oh, you have memories with, you know, X oh, yeah. people on this day. So June 19th, big day. So hmm. I look and I'm like, okay, cool. Six years ago is when LeBron beat Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors in 2016, beat them one and seven. They were down three, one in the series, came back, won the series. And it was either that day or it was probably the night before, because I'm pretty sure that the game ended after midnight. And that's when I started posting stuff. But point of it being, I was like this. okay, really cool memory. I like this memory. Nine years ago that day. 
Uh-oh. My post of LeBron beating the Spurs in the finals where the Spurs were up 3-2. Ray Allen hits the three that ties the game at 95, like with, you know, three seconds left or something like that, and five seconds. And uh, the Heat go on to win that series, even though that series looked done in game six and the Heat just found their way in there. That was my favorite LeBron title, by the way, was that Spurs series. And uh, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And then I look 13 years ago that day, I graduated high school. I'm like, man, what a good day. And then I'm thinking about what I'm doing this year. Well, working overnight for the first time in years, and I gained five pounds just adjusting to the sleep schedule. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, God damn it. Like, (laughs) life was so fun on June 19th for so long. And now it's just, uh, yeah, you're in your 30s. Everything's just going to go downhill from here. That's how the ship goes, man. That's how the ship goes. Dude, same thing for me. I just turned 31. It wasn't even like a celebration. A thought came in my head. I said, man, I wish it was 21 because that was fun. Dude, I would relive my 20s right now. If you could just bang, there's magic. What do we do? I want my 20-year-old vessel back. Like you, You can go ahead and keep my mentality of now. I just want to be able to be 30 or uh, 21 physically again as far as like really endurance and stamina and just energy. Like those are the things that I want back. Like I can even deal with some of the soreness that comes with being in my early thirties, but I just always feel like I'm tired. Like I I just want to feel like I want to wake up and just be like, hell yeah, man, I'm ready to get this done. Let's go. Like, I want that back. Me too. Me freaking too. Ladies and gents before the show, Cove saw me in a straight up just stress attack. I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry, man. I'm dragging tail. Yeah, this is the first time in the history of me knowing John that John actually just looks burnt out and done. (laughs) Literally, I'm red and I didn't even get sun. (laughs) I don't know if that's a good thing. John's over here like trying to kill himself by working too much. And uh yeah, I, I that's feel what for 30 him. years old looks like, Coles. That's what 30 years <laughs> old looks like. 21, you don't care, you don't do that. You just chill, you work, you make money. So At you 21 years old, you don't chilling. spend money on like on anything for the place that you live, like, you don't buy any new stuff. You just use that money for Friday and Saturday night, and that's all you're looking forward to. That's it, you're living for the weekend. And now we're living for. Yeah, now I'm just watching the sunrise every morning. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's the sun going up. Cool. Here I am. I've got the timing down, by the way, like at 419, you get that kind of twilight coming back that we talked about at the beginning of last show. And then at 439, it's just like full blown suns up. I'm like, wow. okay, (laughs) that goes up quick. Yeah, the last time that I've been, oh God, let's put it this way. I don't want to see the sun shine at 4.40 in the morning or 4.16 in the morning or whatever. I don't want to see it come up. I'm a night person, Colbs. 100% night person, but I am not a 5 p.m. It's pitch black in the middle of winter night person either. I will admit, John, I think there's a charm to it, and I, I don't care for it because I do love the sun. But I do think that there's something cool around Christmas time specifically, not really the rest of the year, but around Christmas time specifically, I kind of like that it becomes nighttime quickly, but I think it feeds into the Christmas vibe. I think that's all it is outside of Christmas itself. So like the the two weeks leading up to it and the week after, 
because I have found Christmas spirit over the last few years. I didn't have it pretty much my whole life, but I have found it in the last few years. And I do now find there to be a little bit of a charm of the sun going down at four, four thirty. But it's only cool for like three weeks and then I'm over it. <laughs> Very true. If they could just make December that one month to celebrate winter and that's the oh. only time of the year. And then it it's snow. summer again in January. And then it's summer again in January, like a fresh start. A and brand that's new what we're year. doing New Year's Eve. We're celebrating the end of winter. Yes. Oh. That just makes sense. It does. And then my birthday would be in the summer. See? I, w- I want a birthday like yours, John. John is June 17th, and it is so cool every year. <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> it's like the perfect time. It's before it gets like 95 outside every day. By the way, John, you see this weekend, it's going to be in the 90s again. Oh, my gosh, man. Tell me about it. We got to crank. Yeah, up try sleeping through the day with that shit. AC is going on as soon as I'm about to go to bed in the morning. I was going to say, turn it on before you freaking leave for work. Your room will be an iceberg. Dude, it hit like 77 a couple times this week, and I went to bed with the window fan on because that's how we've been living in the 70s. I wake up just covered in sweat. (laughs) It's brutal. Sleeping through the day when it's hot out, that's no fun. Yeah, not fun at all. I can't sleep in the hot temperatures. I can't do that at all. Well, that's what's new for me doing it this way. Because every time that I did overnights at Toys R Us, it was leading up to Christmas time. And now it's in the middle of the, well, beginning of the summer, but it's in the summer. And it is hot as shit when I'm trying to go to bed. And uh, yeah, the AC is going on. Like, I'm going to leave the window fan tonight because it'll be cool enough. But when I go to bed in the morning, AC is going on and it's staying on for like two days. Yeah, you can't turn that thing off. No, no, I'm going to keep it to be a little ice castle upstairs. (laughs) Like downstairs can do what it wants to do. My room needs to be frosty. Yep. I don't blame you at all. I got to do the same thing downstairs tonight and even the next few nights. I was just telling you a little bit ago. I got a, uh, I got a friend that wants me over for uh for a pool gathering tomorrow. He's got a, he's got a new house with a pool in it. And I'm like, I mean, I'm going to be asleep till five. 530. I mean, if you want me to show up at like seven, I guess I could, but <laughs> I mean, that's the best time to jump in a pool. 7 p.m. Yeah. The sun's still out. Don't go down till <laughs> nine. It's a little bit cooler. It's in the afternoon. <laughs> but why, why is that the best time? Because it's it. That's the party time. That's when so the party I, starts I think kicking off. I think it's like 1 p.m. I think that's prime time for the pool. The, the sun's like straight up in the air at that point. You, you're awake for long enough because let's just say, for example, you sleep till like eight or nine. You've been up for a little bit like noon. Noon's fine, too. But I think noon is when you want to start up like the cookout. One yeah. p.m. is like prime pool time, like one one to four. You want to be in that realm. True. Anything uh, anything after seven is not even real pool time. That's just dangerous territory pool time. Bad things happen in pools late at night. <laughs> yes, they do. But now <laughs> the beach is a different story. The beach you want to yes. do from like 11 a.m. till like 3 a.m. the next day. 11 a.m. to 11 a.m. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, there there is really something to go into the beach during the day, during the evening, and during the night. 
there is cool stuff everywhere. I just don't like going like early in the morning. Like I, I can't be one of those people that like wakes up and goes to the beach at seven, eight AM. That to me actually kind of kills the experience. I'd rather just be, you know, at the beach area during during the morning. But, you know, we're just getting breakfast. You're hanging out at the beach house. You're doing that kind of thing. I don't want to go physically to the beach till like just before noon. And then I'm down to just go intermittently between the beach and the house from 11 a.m. till I go to bed, which oftentimes when it's beach time, that's like 2 to 4 a.m. time. Yeah, that's brutal. The beach life is is brutal. You don't sleep when you go to the beach. No, that's why you can only do it in short stints. Like, I don't know how people live there. I really don't. I don't know either. That is a hard life to live because you don't sleep. You maybe get four hours. It's way too bright. It's way too hot. It's loud. Oh, John, have you ever slept in one of the tents outside? Oh, yeah. Oh, you wake up in a sauna. (laughs) That is one of the worst feelings because you're just peacefully asleep and then all of a sudden you wake up i think you wake up honestly because your body temperature is way too high and they're like something's wrong something's wrong wake up and you're like oh this is horrible sweating oh (laughs) horrible 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 coats i do not miss tenting i don't miss it unless it has an air conditioner then i could do it maybe (laughs) john is it about time brother I think it's about time. Let's go ahead and shut this down. Ladies and gents, as always, thank you so much for tuning into the Jack and Can Show. Show us some love. Write us an email, jackedincan.gmail.com. Leave us a review. Hopefully, it's a good one. If it's not, we understand. (laughs) 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 What show is this again so we can remind them what they're listening to? Well, real quick, John, let me just go ahead and plug us here. We've got Jacked and Canned on all social media platforms and check out under Breaking Down the Tapes platform. Nobody is shiftier with me, the Shifty Hippo. I will be recording tomorrow, probably around six or seven. And as always, this has been. This was Jacked and Canned. Tune in to new episodes on iTunes and check out what the boys are getting themselves into on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Jacked and Can. Presented by No One.